Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Special guest Lance Brozdowski has starting pitcher sleepers for 2024 up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Sleeper pitchers. Anyone that you've yeah. noticed that's going late in NFBC ADP uh, could be a Chicago Cubs pitcher, could not be a Chicago Cubs pitcher, uh, but any names that you've noticed stand out and, and maybe ones that you're even going to target in your drafts. Yeah, yeah. I, this is this is the first kind of looking I've done at some of the SP ADP. I haven't really digged in too much. I don't think I have any drafts coming up for a bit, but the names that jumped out are probably more, maybe not the deep, deep window, but in like the middle rounds or so. I, I like Nick Pavetta a little. And I know anyone that's played fantasy for a long time is like, you got to be kidding me. But I actually really like some of the adjustments that he made last year late. He was like a starter at the beginning of the year, and then he went to relief in the pen. They played around this cutter and his sweeper. So he kind of had one slider, and they broke it into two pitches where they gave him something more lateral and also something that was harder with a little more lift. Um, and I like that adjustment, and it proved really strong when he came back at the end of the year. He kind of dominated in those last couple starts. So, again, like – Projections are going to say we take that entirety of that whole year and we'll project it forward. We don't really think the end adjustments are something that matter. And I, I think for the most part, that's probably a good way to just approach, you know, second half surgers or whatever you want to call them. But I tend to maybe buy into certain guys when I see clear adjustments like this. Now, the question is whether Lee will just back. I think they will to some extent. And they kind of backed off his splitter, which is kind of funny. We we're just talking about splitters. They backed off his splitter because he was getting killed, actually. I have no idea why. Maybe he was tipping it or something early in the year. But I like him where he is. He dominated. Like, I just think that small sample is really good, and we have reason to back up why it was so good. That I kind of like him. He, he ended up as like an SP, I think he was like SP30-ish or so last year. Um, but I like those small adjustments for him. So I'll go Pavetta. Then I'll go two Rays guys back-to-back. I think they're going very similar in ADP, Aaron Savali and Ryan Pepio. This might be more just betting on an organization generally, but the Rays for the last couple of years have done a great job of extracting a lot of these value, this value out of guys. I had a lot of Zach Eflin last year. He really helped me out in some leagues. I like him again this year. I'm not sure against Steele. I might actually take Eflin above Steele. That's probably a good debate um, that I just heard you mention. But, yeah, I like both those guys. Savali, they played around with adding a sweep or two. They threw more sinker. They kind of diversified his mix a little. I'm curious to see in the offseason if they tweak anything with him. Sometimes in-season adjustments are a little harder to make for a guy switching teams. After the deadline, they got him. Pepio is an interesting one because the Dodgers, I think, kind of unlocked some stuff with him last year. And I think the Rays see that. I think they really like the four seam. The changeup's really good. I... In talking to some people in the Dodgers organization, I know that Pepio is a guy who played around the sweeper. And this gets into a whole layer of like maybe everyone shouldn't have a sweeper, which is very much the case. And I think Pepio ran into some trouble actually trying to maintain that sweeper and it messed up some of his mechanics from what I understand. So he's a guy that I'm very curious on the breaking ball maintenance side of things and what the Rays specifically do with him. And I'd actually, if they give him a sweeper, I might actually back off Pepio, which is maybe a super hot take. 
But I'm curious to see if they maintain kind of what I call like the Dodger slider, which is a little shorter, harder slider, but a lot of guys throw with his fastball shape. So I still like him at the ADP again because I think they extract so much value. And then I'll go super deep, cover my last one quick. Sawyer Gibson Long is going like 500 overall. He's like, I don't know, SP like 98 or something like that right now. Um, He popped last year. He had four starts, 20 innings. This goes back to my point that I mentioned in this podcast. I kind of like what the Tigers are doing on the pitching side. I think he does not have a spot right now. So this feels more like a really, really late draft and hold guy at the moment. And even a guy that's more just you put that eye on him on your waivers and you kind of hold him and see how things transpire in that rotation, especially because they added Maeda. So I'm not exactly sure how many innings he'll throw. I imagine he'll start a triple A and I'd like to monitor how his shapes look and everything looks, but he's a huge extension guy down the mound. That's a really like kind of basic idea that I think a lot of people understand just how far he releasing the ball down the mound. He's in like a really high percentile and he doesn't have the best fastball shape with that extension and how he throws up in the zone allows it to kind of flatten out and work. He's got a nasty slider off it that works really well. I also really like his change up. He's just got a good mix. He generated a lot of swing and miss on some things too. Generally, when you see kind of outside swing and miss results on a righty, I like to think there's a little deception going on. I think it might be linked back to the extension with him. I like him as a pitching prospect. That's also just, again, kind of my hat tip to what the Tigers are doing, I think. So I like Sir Gibson Long as like a super deep guy. Um, Again, this is going to have to be like super deep 15-team draft and hold right now. Or for me, he's just a guy that I'm going to keep an eye on on waivers. Um, I also love the NFBC strategy last year in fab leagues of making your entire bench starting pitchers out of the draft. And then just like taking shots. Cause I found, especially in 12 teamers where I think I, I'm a little better than 15 right now. I really like just, I had like Mitch Keller and all these other guys just on my bench on every single one of these 12 teams. And then through like two weeks of the season, I tried to make a ton of moves. And then I figured out if there was anything that maybe subtly changed and tried to predict going forward, how good these guys would be. So maybe Gibson long, if there's some injuries in the Tigers rotation ends up being one of those guys that I add and sit on my bench for a couple weeks and just see, but I don't think he's going to make the rotation. So he's more of a guy that I think, is going to be super under the radar that I think could be pretty good. Music to my ears, Lance, because I did a draft out at First Pitch Arizona. We went out to watch the Arizona Fall League, like my first draft way too early back in like first week of November. And I got Aaron Savali, I think as my SP4. I got Sawyer Gibson Long as like my SP7. So sounds good to me. I've been an Aaron Savali apologist for years. So I, I yeah, yeah. to me, it just makes so much sense with what they did with Zach Eflin having a really good curveball, you know, kind of accentuated that cutter. I I feel like Savali just fits that mold so much and they can kind of do something similar here in 2024. So yeah, I'm, I'm very big on Savali as well. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.